Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper, you are Live from the Path. And you're listening to Live from the Path. We're coming from the uh, Pathway Studios here in Johnston proper. Hey, man, Boovin looks like he's 10 years old in that opening. Did you see oh, it? I, I, yeah, agreed. I, I believe was, he was. I'm fairly <laughs> you, certain that was about 10 years ago. Might have been 10 years old. No, that was probably five years ago. Anyway. I didn't realize I've, I've not aged as gracefully. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> I just grew a beard and have hair now. Like, that's what I've got going for uh, me. I have glasses. I have sunglasses. That count? I put glasses on the other day, and somebody said I look cute. I need to get glasses. What? It works. Is it a cute thing? No, I mean I don't. Ben, I don't can know. I borrow your glasses? No, I'm blind. Like an extra pair? No, no, I don't. I break them. That's why I buy and new. As, as Christ-loving men, do you think it's a good or bad idea for me to go get like a set of those hipster glasses that don't actually do any vision enhancement? It's only for looks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as, as if, you're, if the question is prefaced, Ben, in my vanity, I wish to do the following. <laughs> Then yes, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask that you stay away from that. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, all right, hey, you're listening live from the path. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, on this fine evening. Here's what we got going on the show. Boof uh, has got some Pope style advice. You got you got some preview on this Pope style. I'm gonna try not to give a really long one because you guys always yell at me about. It. Uh, it's about understanding God's will, uh-huh. and how you are to react to that. I mean, the question everyone's everyone always asks, Boo right? Pope, think, Pope Boo was on I, it. I, do, I don't think I can answer the whole thing, but I think God's given me some serious revelation recently about, about a part of it. Okay. And that's what I'm going to offer you guys. All right. Jesus calling on Boo. He's, he's going to talk about uh, uh, God's will and what to do with it. Uh, also, there was, a, um, there was a Twitter thread like a month ago from a guy named Dave Gass, uh, and he was a pastor and uh, he he basically he's, he's not a Christian anymore. And like uh, I, I, I want to read this thread uh, and some of the things that he that he's talking about because like I mean it it's heartbreaking. Um, but then I think it also causes should cause uh, faithful followers of Jesus to ask real questions about how does this happen? Like mm-hmm. how do, how does a guy get in this kind of position? Right. And 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 be and be here. Um, and and what is it, what should what is the church's reaction? Uh, to this kind of thing, so I, I like I I don't know I probably read this thing and I thought about it for a good two hours I think the first time I read through it and then I came back to it and I thought oh man I'm I'm in the same spot <laughs> so anyway we'll we'll, uh, we'll hit that up us we'll do some uh, advice on dear life in the path and then for that I'll sail out our day tweet I've got enough tea to keep us through to that much and then after that uh, yes. I'm going home I think I got a two liter so man, uh, I'm oh. empty oh oh well okay we might have to speed the show up <laughs> <laughs> no I'm saying I got. <laughs> Dan's not going to make it. I didn't it. say I got a two liter so that like we can go quick. I can offer Dan some. Uh, oh, what? Dan, are you willing to take a pull off Boova's half drunk Diet Coke? I, I mean, I, I could give it a, I'd give it a shot. Uh, I'm pretty sure you drink from the bottle, right? Yeah. Okay, that's probably a quarter Diet Coke and a quarter Boova slaughter. Gross, man. No. Yeah, it is. I know how to drink, not like no, a toddler. No, you don't. <laughs> no. I don't. I don't trust it. Yeah. See. I, wow. I feel like you're you welcome, Dan. But I'm still willing to go. <laughs> Apparently, not backwashing into my soda is uh, is not something you can trust me with, fellas. We should talk about my responsibilities in life if we're having trouble with my hygiene and drinking. Yeah, I mean that doesn't have to speak to you know your faithfulness to the Lord. I'm just saying it's yeah. looking a little it's, weak. It's <laughs> the beard. The beard does it. The beard. If you have a beard, you obviously have backwash. Yeah. Yeah. 
If you're wearing a wear... Explain the obvious portion I, of that. I, it's just obvious. I shouldn't have to. Yeah, that's the nature of obviousness, Boomer. Right? Yeah, that's why I'm contesting the obviousness of it. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Uh, all right, actually, so here's here's the deal. Let's let's start with this character. Um, all right, this is our this is our our man, uh, Dave David Gass. All right, David. David all right, he David. says, "I am not a Christian anymore." Full colon, a thread. Great, he's going to put on a program here. So he wasn't a Calvinist. Uh, apparently not. Apparently not. Sorry. Oh, I've, Although I'm already going bad places. Here's the deal. <laughs> I have seen that. You couldn't make it 15 seconds, Dan. <laughs> I, tr- I tried. Here's 15 seconds. Here's the the biggest risk of that bucket of theology is like you you cannot um, people bail from Jesus when they bail from Calvinism. They don't move from Calvinism to to a sense of free will. They just decide they're on the wrong side of the uh, of the lottery process. Yeah, and because so they have to gone. say I never believed anyway. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's 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 it like it's That's a rough. harsh it's a harsh um, it's a harsh deal um, because people yeah they'll just they'll just bail completely like because they they tend to be so committed to that theology um, that they're either either it is so right and they weren't selected or the whole thing is bogus and they can't buy that any other side would be wrong would be correct like that that, that there might be a uh, an Armenian thought or some shade of it. Yeah, and so uh, anyway, it's 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 a harsh. Um, That's a big pitfall. Yeah, it's difficult. Anyway, so he says, "I'm not a Christian anymore." Uh, colon a three. Colon. After forty years of being a devout follower, forty, forty. Okay, twenty of those being an evangelical pastor. I am walking away from faith, even though this has been a massive bomb drop in my life. It has been decades in the making. Uh, in which case, I might question the 40 years of being a devout yeah, follower. Yeah, I say, maybe 10? <laughs> maybe devout's a strong word. Yeah, I mean, I'm, su- I, I'm sure his story's interesting. I'm, I'm just saying, say, like... It doesn't really build his credibility to go to, like, I spent 10 years as a devout follower, and then 30 years as, oh... <laughs> kind of floated downward. The- <laughs> I guess it was a downriver situation. Uh, he says, when I was in 8th grade and I was reading Greek mythology, it dawned on me how much of the supernatural interactions between the deity of the Bible and the mankind sounded like ancient mythology. That seed of doubt never went away. So he's had a problem since he was in 8th grade. Yeah, we're just going to continue to fight against his devout Christian for 40 years. Though. Yeah. Here's, yeah. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, um, I, before we get too far down this path, this is, I think this is, this is a proper warning about... Um, someone's interaction with the faith of Jesus. But we got to be clear that, like, you don't just get to use language however you want, right? Like, I yeah. would much rather him say, hey, man, ever since eighth grade, like, this all just seemed a little bit above me. Not that I'm dumb, but, like, ancient gods and interacting and, yeah, and, and virgins awful. giving birth. And, and, like, so, like, I've always just carried this seed of, of doubt in my mind. That is freaking honest. I yeah, accept yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> I'm going to guess he was a devout, devoted to his religion. Uh, yes, Dan. Right. I, let's see yeah. if Dan calls it right. He yeah. says, I was raised in a hyper-fundamentalist family, <laughs> and it felt good to be in a system that promised all the answer and solutions to life. Yeah. Again. Buzzwords. Yep. Uh, and uh, so look, we, we just call it out as we see him. Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't see that Christianity promises that. Right. It, um, it promises all, like, it, the greatest of all answers and solutions but like, if you're if you're cranking on uh, every answer every day, will be resolved by the this notion of uh, of faith in Jesus. I uh, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't advertise it that way. Any disagreements there? No. No. Okay. 
All right, so the problem is the system didn't work. Great, we agree so far. The promises were empty. Again, misapplied. The answers were lies. No period. I don't trust. Um, As an adult, my marriage was a sham and a constant source of pain for me. I did everything I was supposed to. Marriage workshops, counseling, Bible reading together, date nights every week, marriage books. But my marriage never became what I was promised it would be. What's he missing? He did the books, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) See, see, books are written to sell. And uh, and they might have some good content in it. They might have some good stuff. But, but I mean, if you're putting all your faith into some book, like, hey, sex begins in the kitchen. I I read that as a young man thinking, hey, this is really good. (laughs) You serve your wife, you get all the sex you want. And, And I was about 10 weeks into that book and I realized that's not true <laughs> and 40 years later I'm like yeah it's still not true I, I mean, baked 30 muffins before I figured this out <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, yeah 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 so um, so, I, so I, here's the thing here's what he's talking about he's got the he's got the shape right right like yeah. when we talk about Absolutely. like what, what, what would we do uh, hey man you need to read your bible together uh, date nights every week you need to date your wife uh counseling marriage workshops i mean i guess generally be like yeah but like underneath yeah. that are are you individually following jesus yeah yeah that, that's because exactly then the work you, you are 100 percent involved in the system by your words yeah you are in you are involved in, in in right the shape of it but like if you do all of this and miss god yeah it's for not those are the what? things. Those are the tools we give people to help them to get to a deeper level. After a but they don't make you God get to a deeper level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. This presupposes that you have a legitimate relationship and loving, lasting relationship with your father. With all of those things, makes sense. Yeah. But if you miss that, you're literally just going through the motions busy work. of what. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Jesus busy work. It is Jesus busy I mean, work. Now, here's the thing: is that and this this whole situation makes perfect sense. This is a secular shape. Yep. Um, a books, counseling, marriage workshops, and those, and some of those folks are getting marriages to work out. So I, I'm just like, it, 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 it's, it can't be the books, right? Right. It can't be the marriage mm-hmm. counseling. Uh, you, you, you're getting the shape of the thing. And like I, I've said this before, but like if you look at when we talk about community, when in fact like 95 percent of what of what Christians talk about community, the shape of that can be found in a local bar. Most most Friday Saturday nights, mm-hmm. okay, people you can spend time with, they love you unconditionally, they're willing to listen to your problems, uh, blah right. blah blah, blah right? right? Um, but it, it's the other five percent that makes the world a difference, mm-hmm. that changes absolutely everything. One of those being accountability, I might add. Yeah. The bar guys aren't holding you to it, <laughs> um, because you, you, your world just changes when you get in there. And so, all right. So anyway, so right now we're like, uh, hey, I'm a devout follower. Um, I got the shape of what I think cultural Christianity is really what right. I think he's. Yeah, the, the honest way to represent. Yeah, he read how to be a Christian on a macaroni and cheese box instructions. Yep. All right. I was fully devoted to studying the scriptures. I think I missed maybe twelve Sundays in forty years. Well, don't you get a card? Shape. <laughs> um, I had completely memorized eighteen books of the Bible. That's impressive. Uh, yep. and and was reading through the Bible for the twenty fourth time when I walked away. Okay. Who counts. Um. He's do uh, and he doesn't speak to this. It doesn't do good to memorize it unless it's applying. Right. Uh, all right. He says I devoured all the Christian apologetics books that came out, and none of them answered my questions regarding the nature of God and the problems I found within the scriptures. Like what? Does he say? Okay, we'll see. Maybe he says. 
I found these books to be trite, dismissive, and full of pseudoscience and evidence. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, so, uh, to that point, I have had that. Uh, oh, I, th- there was a lot of bad Christian apologetic work out there. Yeah, it's still uh, humans writing things. Uh, yeah, and I mean, um, I mean, they're not trying. They're not having legit arguments. They're not interacting with um, smart people uh, outside of like uh, of the theology. Actually, I've noticed this. There's some um, there's some Christian based homeschool curriculum that very much uh, hits this too, where mm-hmm. it's just it's poorly done. Um, and you're you're uh, the, the God has true things to say, and you're dismiss dis- and dismissing some of the things that people are talking about as if they people aren't talking about them. Um, it does not do a service uh, to the to the reality of, of God's truth, and so um, I would say that like I personally have like there's a, there, I've read some apologetic stuff and I'm like this is total garbage. Like yeah. it's not even a good biblical argument, argument, let alone it doesn't address like what people are actually talking about. Mm-hmm. And like talking outside of that doesn't do you any good. So uh, anyway, I, I I will agree that some of that is true. I've also read many many uh, very good ones, yeah. um, and that uh, you may not you don't have to love the answer, but it's it's well done. Uh, and it's not trite or dismissive. Okay. Um, I found these books to be trite, dismissive, and full of pseudoscience and evidence. The more I read and studied the scriptures, the more questions I had. Literally from the first chapter to the last, so many problems. And the more I learned about how the scriptures were canonized, the less I could believe in the inerrancy model that I had to espouse. Hmm. Dan, you ever, you ever, I don't know, you ever run into that? Personally? Or you mean like talking to people? Yeah, either one. Not, not really. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess there there were times like in in my initial studies of of, of learning all all that he's talking about. I thought, huh, you know. And then it's like kind of moved beyond it. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I know that it's a big. It's it's a pretty fun thing. Actually, it's pretty popular to be honest. Um, to to talk about how the scriptures were canonized. Hey, there were there were people involved. Right. Uh, and the truth is, is like. Yeah, there, there, there's people involved in the whole process. Right, exactly. Like every book is, I mean, that's why we put a guy's name on it. Yep. Paul. But, but it wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it wasn't like uh, the, the mood of the moment of right. whether it was in or out. I mean, it, it, there was legitimate. Yeah, that, that's, the, know, right, that, that's the thing is that like. Sources inciting things. Yeah. Uh, right, right. And again, like the, up to that point, like you could reproduce the, the entire Bible in like extant letters that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, here's the thing is the exact people are, people are weird. Actually, I, I run into this at work a lot. The presence of questions do not indicate the presence of a problem. It's not the same thing. Just because something popped in your mind and go, Hey, that's kind of funky. Or that could have been weird. Cause here's the thing, the very same process, um, of ex- intentionally excluding something from scripture um, because you don't want it in there, like from from 1700 years out, uh, looks the exact same as someone saying this doesn't belong in here because it's false. Group of people looking at it saying no, no, no one's been reading this. This is relatively new. It doesn't have any of the earmarks of any of the, the- consistent theology. No, it it doesn't belong just because someone wrote it. Uh, which is this like yes, you could put mustaches and twisted fingers on these same guys and have them stroking their beard, going, "Oh, we don't want it in because it will screw everything up." But like from seventeen hundred years out, it's going to look like the exact same process. Right. And so again, the, the the fact that you thought of it doesn't make you a wondrous thinker. Uh, it, it just means that like um, th- th- there is a there is a trust, there's a faith when we, as we react to scripture. I think it's a completely reasonable one. Um, but like, there is a faith that that God has worked through fallible humans to communicate an infallible message. And like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a nature of faith in that. Except for, um, I continue to see it 
um, prove true, to not return void, and um, act, um, have those words be followed and acted upon in people's lives and see God's promises kept. Right. And so, you know what? I, I'm still, I'm with it. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. I stick with it because I've seen it. So, uh, yeah, the fact that, like, oh, you know, I don't trust how it was canonized, I get it. That's a pretty popular thing to have, have a bummer about. But, um, yeah, the presence of your question is not the same thing as there being an actual problem. Um, in 40 years, I never w- witnessed a single event, event that was supernatural. Not one. Okay. Hmm. Time and again, I watched people die of cancer. Yeah, they're going to – I don't want to be crass, but, I mean, they're gonna, that's going to happen. Right. I did funerals for 47 people from the age of 4 to 96, uh, of which there are evidence. Here's their stories in the Bible from people from the age 4 to 96 dying. So yep. I don't know where that standard came from. Uh, I prayed in faith with hundreds of people for healing to no avail. God didn't answer prayers. Ah, it's our God doesn't heal a handicapped guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here's where I'm finding myself. Like, so far... Uh, there's a there's twenty percent. Um, I'm sympathetic to some of this because I think that there's a natural sympathy for me for humans trying to digest something like the concept of God. I get yep. it, I get it, and like and I understand. Like it's a common question. I've seen people pray in faith. Uh, there are biblical stories of people praying in faith and people being healed. Why isn't he healing mine? I, it's a reasonable question, mm-hmm. right. but but like. It doesn't invalidate everything else going on yeah, if exactly. it doesn't show up in your life. And unless I say, God, unless you do it for me, I don't believe that you do it, your, your heart posturing is probably the reason these types of things are not happening. In addition to the fact that, like, uh, it, it's not necessarily normative. And so I, I just, it's, um, I understand it. I don't know that the reaction to it makes sense to me because there's a, there's a larger context. Um. My devoutly Christian parents, wait, God didn't answer prayers. Now, here, hold on. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Um, if, if that is the level of which you're, I, I think you are blissfully unaware of how often God has answered prayers. Right. Um, I've often found that. The Lord is not responding to me. And then I get like two years out, I'm like, well, shoot, he super responded to me. <laughs> sure did that. I just yeah. decided it wasn't true at the moment. And he was merciful, and I was stubborn and obstinate. <laughs> See, I think this guy's so far, one of the biggest issues that I'm seeing is he is trying to process God through his human expectations. And, like, he's heard either biblically or from other people his expectations. And he has, he has developed this identity from what he thinks God is and has not actually developed an identity from what God says he is. And of course you're going to be disappointed by that. Like 100%. If, if you're not finding yourself, if you are the main part of your story rather than you are a small part of God's story, this is absolutely going to happen. 100%. You will spend 40 years as a devout Christian hoping to see things and hopelessly missing them. Right. And so I, I feel nothing but remorse in this situation. Like, that's, that's hard, and that's tough, and empathizing with a human, that is, that is difficult to do. But, like, how many times has this dude so far said I? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Actually, they all start with I. Right, 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 exactly. He's talking about the actions that he brought into this relationship with God. And I'm sure that there's some part of that, that can be blamed on the fact that this guy started this article by saying, I no longer have faith. So he's probably sure. not going to personify God in this situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. still, I mean, it, it's, it, 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 is, it is telling of the fact that you tried to process God through your window of understanding. 
rather than allowing yourself to be a part of his story. Right, and see, here's the thing. It doesn't do you any good. Like, if, if I read through the Bible 24 times and memorized, and eight, every and, time. And memorized 18 books, I, like, yeah. the question is, Notch. is that like, <laughs> yeah, right? Again, <laughs> still no God. I know I, know, I know I will do a Twitter thread one day. I must keep my bona fides up. <laughs> um, like, um, like if it is if 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 it, if it is not changing you, then you are wasting your effort. Right. Right. Like it is it is it is not just a means for you to pick up systemic knowledge. I I have a theory, and I was going to not say anything, but I think I will just just to, to to see how this goes. Okay. I, I here's what I think his issue really is. He's burned out. He was a pastor, right? Yep. Okay. This happens. Forty devout years. He's just tired. He's just tired. He no, honestly, he has, he hasn't been taking Sabbath. He has he hasn't uh, had a pattern of rest. He, and every single human being will get to a point they just get tired. And if they, then they keep forging forward, he, he, you'll you'll feel like you've lost your faith. I know when it's time to go on vacation. Is I hate people, and and I'm not sure if I like God. Right. The, the next I mean, time honestly. Dan takes a vacation, I'm going to text him. Be like, are we good? <laughs> well, well that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because you, you just I just I think, that. oh shoot, boy, I'm seeing the You're symptoms. Still human. And some, yeah, yeah, and, and and some guys just keep fighting through it, yep. and, and then they hit burnout, and then they just burn up. And I mean, missing twelve Sundays in forty years sounds like a guy's not taking the Sabbath. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is the same husband and wife. He says, "Well, I never really did love them." Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah, right. Something happened along the way. You weren't healthy in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Same thing. With, that's what happened to him and God. That's a theory. I'm, I'm okay. I'm rolling it's around. Uh, all right, so he says, um, my devoutly Christian parents were abusive. My marriage was a sham. Prayer was never answered. Miracles were never performed. People died. Children rebelled. Marriages failed. Addictions occurred. All at the same rate as non-believers. We call that life, right? Yeah, welcome uh, to a fallen we, hey, world. Actually, I just thought that. People died. Children rebelled. Marriages failed. Addictions occurred. Old Testament. Yep. <laughs> Literally the entire thing. Yeah, exactly. Which is, uh, here's the deal. Uh, the, the, the Bible is the story uh, of God interacting with the fallible people. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that the fallible people's story continues to have people acting in this way. Although I would have contention with all at the same rate as non believers. That's not true. Yeah. Especially in marriages. I, like, that, was, that got pretty common um, over the last, I don't know, regular eight to ten years or so to be like, yeah, we're, we, we've got the same. Uh, marriage failure rate it's not it's simply not true um a lot of that goes and this goes back to however often we talked about surveys um is people's uh definition of yep. uh, evangelical or christian yeah, it's the checkbox christian yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um christian other he says the system just doesn't work well there you go right there <laughs> there you go right there Man. this this um this cultural um this blend of like Western Americanism, cultural Christianity stuff, system failed. Yeah, Jesus light will fail. Yahweh light will fail because he doesn't work that way. He doesn't offer a light version. Right. Um, And so, yeah, like this seems like a a, a balance of things that don't that don't require like just submission to God. Take up your cross. It's a little gold chain. (laughs) You'll like it. Are you you saying that there's no diet Yahweh? No, no, there is not. There is not. He's no, only full strength. No backwashed <laughs> diet Yahweh. Yes, he runs in full strength, and that's it. I think that's uh, and, right. Yahweh's full strength is you're unholy. I'm not. Don't walk in here without without sanctification, otherwise you will die. Yeah, he knew we 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 don't work well in systems. No, God. <laughs> literally, he he developed the first one, knowing that we would fail it, 
and knowing that he would have to redeem it with his son's sacrifice, mm-hmm. knowing full well entirely any system we will fail. And therefore, he has to show his love and his redemption and his grace and knew it was going to work out because he the one who died. And it's not us. Yep. It's not on our works, and it's not on our, our – it's literally we have to trust him, have a relationship, have faith in him, and the one who redeems him. It doesn't sound like this guy has that at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hate to call that out because I, I obviously have been in this place many times. I, I like, think no, – yeah, I don't, want, I, don't want, I don't want anybody to hear me wrong. I think, I think people, most people, are susceptible to any one of these things. No, Absolutely. Again, from a cultural perspective, mm-hmm. um, like where, where it's, if it's not grounded in kind of the right understanding of who God is and what he does and what that means for who you are and what you do, um, when it becomes a system, when it becomes um, a, a mechanization, um, yeah, it will, the, the mechanization will burn you out. Mm-hmm. It just will. And here's the thing. You should freaking know that because if you know anything about how people are, are, are living Somewhere else in the world, how faithful Christians who outnumber Western Christianity by a ton, I might add, are not working under all of our mechanizations. And so, like, if it doesn't have to be the same, then it can't be the mechanization that is the core thing. And it's not that I can't express itself in some of those things, but, like, if you've adhered to that... Uh, that's the problem. And like when people say it's not a, not a religion, it's a relationship, but they, the New Testament actually talks positively of religion. It's just, it's not, it's not mechanized. It's not said, here's, here's the factory of Christians. God didn't do that. Right. And so we don't have to do that either. It can be expressed in a lot of different ways. And I think that, I think that's what the risk is. You subscribe to the newsletter, uh, of what it looks like to, to look and, sh- and smell like the thing. Um, and, and even here's the thing, getting the thing right doesn't promise any of these things that you're <laughs> people will still die. Children will probably right, exactly, will yeah. still rebel. There's still symptoms of a fallen world. Heck, the two first two people the Lord created rebelled. I mean, I don't know what type of standard <laughs> you're looking for. <laughs> That's very true. But it, it failed on us immediately. And he did it anyway. I think is the point. Like, you're like, this sucks. I'm like, well, I mean, in love, the Lord still gives them the ability to chew. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so he says, uh, I pastored mega churches and tiny churches. I did college ministry, camp ministry, youth ministry, music ministry, preaching ministry, church planning, notch, notch, notch. And, I was going to say, I'm super excited for this guy's resume. And no Sabbath, um, back to Dan's point, everything in the church except work in the nursery. And what I saw was people desperate for the system to work for this. The system failed them. Jesus won't. Should have worked in the nursery. Yeah. Maybe that would have worked then. It would have just done <laughs> it that. Tells you where his heart was. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I would have loved if this guy had just been humbled for a second. Oh, look and at like, all wait, this! I'm the pastor of this mega church. Actually, nah. You guys take this Sunday. I'm gonna go hang out with the babies in the nursery, and God just calls him and be like, "Yeah, man, this is what I wanted the whole time." Plus, I mean, <laughs> there's very few people on earth who can say I pastored mega churches. Yeah, right. I mean, I think right. he's yeah, exaggerating. Point. Yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, okay. <laughs> uh, fact check. I wonder if you can Google if he's well, read the Bible 24 times. Uh, okay, hold on. There's an article from Christian from the Christian Post. How many times is this? He could have been on staff. Read. I guess I was thinking as the head dude. So yeah, maybe he, well, he's, maybe he, he's even just... Even regardless, this is still he doesn't even a look list 40. of his accomplishments. He, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, former pastor who most recently led Grace Family Fellowship in Pleasant Hill, Missouri, has renounced his Christian faith as a system rife with abuse and caused him mental and emotional breaks. Hold on. Uh, oh, blah, blah, blah. man. Uh, How... Oh. Oh wait a minute! Um, now I remember. I remember something that I read about this. So let me let's finish this, yeah. um, and then I will. Um, and then I'll, I'll I'll find that. Oh, I flagged it. 
Uh, was that an article you flagged? Uh, yes. Um, oh, doggone it. Hold on. We're holding Ben. Sorry. 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 sorry, sorry. Um, was this at time? I know. I know. I know. <laughs> there was a um, somebody from his church responded. Oh, that's. <laughs> It, was it good? Yeah, it was it, okay. Good. I was gonna say. I almost just immediately went, "Oh yeah, awesome!" But then I'm like, "Oh wait, no, no." It, it was could have very <laughs> easily been really bad. It's interesting context. I'll put it that way. Okay, All right, so yeah. let's finish this out, and hopefully, Fair I can enough. come across it. All right. So, um, uh, des- and what I saw was people desperate for the system to work for them. I would expect them to come to the church and to Christ in desperation, um, wanting it to do something, and I would expect that it would. And so, uh, but I'm not surprised. I suppose that the mechanizations. Fit. Says thousands of teenagers at a time wrote blogs, was published, formed curriculum, taught workshops, was an up-and-comer reforming my denomination. The whole time hoping at some point it would click and become true for me. You should have quit. Now this part is the part where it changes for me and it makes me irritated. Yeah. Um, if, if it wasn't clicking for you, quit influencing people. Quit peddling something you don't believe in. Mm-hmm. Quit risking um, something that could be true that maybe you're just not you're not grasping. I don't mean intellectually, but like if you ain't if you ain't feeling if you don't believe it's true, what kind of hypocrite continues to spit it out their mouth? Like I will at least preface something if like, hey man, I'm struggling with this thing. Yeah. Like I, we could have that conversation here, right? Same place. Say, look, uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I hear it. I want to believe it's true. Help me in my unbelief. Right. What, what's, what, what's, what's going on here? That's not the same as being the guy who's writing blogs, doing every freaking ministry known to man, and peddling something that you ain't buying. Yeah, back in my mind going, I don't. Yeah, yeah. you hypocritical turd. That yeah. irritates me, right? Yeah. Because he, he, puts, he, puts, um, he puts the whole thing at risk um, by, by doing that. Um, oh, absolutely. And that, frankly, that's borderline abusive. If you do not believe it, shut up. Go sit down. If you can't figure yeah. it out, you don't have to be a pastor. Listen to somebody else who does. Go work at the freaking Starbucks. You don't. You don't have to have a job doing this. If that. If this isn't what. If, if this isn't your calling. Okay. All right. Hold. Have to make a clip of you saying that. Ah. Um. An escape. An inescapable uh, reality that I came to was that the people who benefit the most from organized religion were the fringe attenders who didn't take it too seriously. The people who were devout were the most miserable, but just kept trying harder. Now, um, again. That's an extremely limited context. You, 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 you ask that same thing in what, uh, it, ask Zebedee, right? Is, is, does, does he buy that for Christianity in Zimbabwe? Do they buy that in Christianity in Ethiopia? Do they buy that in Christianity in the vast majority of places where you are not, it's not a cultural thing that you get to be able to do positively and you get to share kind of with your country identity? Like it is, that is not it. That is not most people's experience. Right. So that is an extremely shallow thing to say. All the while, the experience I had within the church was that a lot, granted not all, people used the church for power and influence. Ahem, dude who refused to quit his damn job, who didn't believe in it, for power and influence. Uh-huh. Many involved people in churches used as their small kingdom for personal control and ego. That's true at some points. Uh, but I feel like you're the top guy. Just waiting for Ben to call him a brood of vipers. I, I don't remember being this. Like, I read through this, and I was real disappointed. Somehow it's turned, I've turned angry. <laughs> um, Righteous indignation. And the entire system is rife with abuse, and not just from the top down. Sure, there are abusive church leaders, but church leaders are abused by their congregants as well. Church people are just crappy to each other, and I exchanged the word out. <laughs> uh, Dan? You. Yeah? 
Those people are just crappy to each other? I think it can be, because they're humans. Right. Yeah, humans can be yes. crappy to each other. Yeah? Yeah, humans in leadership positions, humans yeah, in non-leadership just positions. more just because they're not sitting at your office. Here's the deal. It, anybody that should, anybody that looks at the church and has a higher expectation of what people actually do, and the nature of, especially, especially we think about your church, churches are open doors. Right. People walk in at every stage of their life, mm-hmm. right? And so now, now put yourself in the same position. The Lord, the Lord picks out the Israelites and says, you're going to be my people, uh, and you're going to do this work for me so that all may know me. You're going to be my kingdom and priests, the mediators between the rest of the world and me. Uh, and they stunk at it. The handpicked <laughs> yes. by the Lord. The, the, welcome to the Old Testament. That's right. They, they, and they stink at it. They can't. And they, what do they do? They act like everybody else. Yep. They become elitist. They be, they take their cultural things and they lift them up as if they're God's ordained uh, stuff for everybody. Yep. Pretty much everything wrong. They stink, done. right? Which is the same thing you're accusing the church of. And I'm not sure there's a surprise here. Nor is it the same surprise that happens in any other group anywhere else. Right. And so I hear you, but I, you know, as yeah, a cudgelite, it's not my favorite. Wrong conclusion. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, I spent my entire life serving, loving, and trying to help people in my congregations. That could very well be true, yeah. except for the premise of you lying about, uh, continue, about continuing to preach. Uh, He's making the whip. And the, <laughs> and the lies, betrayal, and slander I have received at the hands of church people left wounds that may never heal. Now, here's the thing. That comes with being a leader in anything that is of substance and consequence. Mm-hmm. You tell me the guy that runs uh, GE can't say this exact same thing. Oh, GE sucks. <laughs> right. He re- this can be, this always treats their employees crappy, and it could be just like a handful of people. Lies, betrayal, slander. You got a, a mega church. Let's just call you two grand or above. Everybody who's leading 2,000 people or above is going to be the, the nameplate and the figurehead of which every complaint about the organization comes. Mm-hmm. If you cannot handle running a large organization, you shouldn't do it. It takes, it takes a certain type of dude. And my guess is 90% of the guys running churches that big probably shouldn't be doing it. But it can be done. Uh, and if you're not the right guy to do it, don't freaking do it. But don't, don't show up there and be like, oh, it's a, a big organization, and they, I, they told lies and slander about me. Uh, that's going to happen anywhere you go, buddy. All right. Um, the massive, the wounds that will never heal. If they were lies, let them go. Massive co- this massive cognitive dissonance, my beliefs not matching with reality, created a separation between my head and my heart. I was gaslighting myself to stay in the faith. All right. <laughs> Eventually, I could not gaslighting myself. <laughs> Come on. It, He's building the end of his case to be the woe is me. Argument. It's not gaslighting yourself if you are doing it intentionally. Right. Gaslighting is a manipulative nature. It's to say I completely am lying about all the reality that surrounds you to make, con- convince you that you're nuts. You don't do that to yourself. Especially when you know your intent, if you're saying I intentionally did it. <laughs> you goon, quit picking up internet words and throwing them in somewhere. All right. Um, eventually, I could not but maintain the facade anymore. I started to have mental and emotional breaks. I feel bad for that because I bet you did. Mm-hmm. When you yeah, have that a sep- had to be awful. It had to be terrible. The separation of mind and heart in that way, that is awful. Yeah. That is awful. Uh, and, and, like, again, running a, an organization that big, there's slings and arrows coming at you all over the place. I, I, I sympathize with this. You had some level of control over it, though. Right. Like, you're not completely disassociated here. Uh, my internal stress started showing physical symptoms. I agree with that, too. I got that with, like, three people in a congregation, let alone 2,000. I mean, I right. feel you. Being a pastor, a professional Christian, was killing me. His own. He nailed it. He nailed it. A professional good for, Christian. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, glad he finally figured it out. 
I mean, he's found it. I don't know. I don't know how this turned out so poorly. He's diagnosed it correctly. <laughs> you know, it doesn't surprise me. The guy that memorizes eighteen books of the Bible is smart enough to figure out exactly what he did wrong. Uh, yeah, but the, but if he's not, he doesn't have the right reaction. No, to exactly. It. No, that's what I'm saying. He figured it out. He yeah. saw the puzzle and then did nothing with it. Yeah, and then said, eh. "Yeah, <laughs> I should just stop being a professional Christian. That might be a good start." Right, I solved the puzzle. I'm not going to actually fix anything. It's just. Yeah, you know what I didn't see here? Uh, this is a good, this, I'm leaning on uh, towards Dan here. You know what I didn't see a guy say, hey, look, this isn't working out. I, I, I need to step away. Uh, hey, you know the Ten Commandments. Take a break. Like, try, like refresh. Do something. And if he's hitting ten, what do you say? No, didn't miss 12 Sundays in 40 years? When's he going to these marriage retreats? Writing all these blogs and business. <laughs> I mean, I just like. Because he's so faithful through the Monday through Friday. Uh, God says, I will find you. I will bring you rest. I will bring you rest, and you're like, screw rest. I will write a blog. I'm just saying, I, you know, for a guy who feels like he, he tucks this thing up to the nines and, and run with the rope taut, I feel like you missed kind of a big thing, mm-hmm. a big thing. All right. Um, during this time, I also found something amazing. I found a handful of people who were more Christian than any Christian I'd ever met, and they weren't Christian. I found love in places where love wasn't supposed to exist. I found acceptance among people who were godless. Eventually, I could not maintain the facade anymore. I started to have mental and emotional breaks. My internal stress started to show in physical... Wait, oh, he said he wrote that twice. I didn't read it twice wrongly. He wrote it twice. Um, I don't think anybody was accusing you, Ben. Don't tempt me, Booba. <laughs> I'm animated. <laughs> All right. Um, I learned that love is real, that acceptance is possible, that life is vibrant and full, but the church burdens people with fear, shame, and guilt all for the purpose of maintaining control. That doesn't smell like Jesus to me. No. You know what? For a guy that read your Bible at 24 times, come on, man. You missed some huge statements. Like, you missed them 24 times by your own. And that's just how many times you read through it. Yeah. I can't imagine how many countless times you read that God wants you to have peace and rest. He wants your love. He wants a relationship with you, to be loving to you. He's given you promises. He has given you so many things. Blessing showered upon you because you keep screwing it up because you get in the way of it, man. And now you're saying your congregation in the church is missing this entirely because you led them that way? How many times did you read this to your congregation, dude? How many times did you read this to thousands of people and you read it out in God's words and you decided to tarnish it by not knowing what you are actually doing? That's sad. Yeah. That is absolutely sad. You're right. There is a lot of fear and guilt and shame when Satan is the one running things. When the enemy is doing stuff, he's slinging those arrows at you, just like you just said. When he's got fear and guilt and shame, Jesus is literally constantly telling you, stop being fearful and trust me. Stop being fearful and stop worrying and trust me. Guilt and shame are not meant to be there. Sanctification through the Holy Spirit in your life, calling out sin, but not to make you feel bad, to make you feel closer to him. That is the point. It has nothing to do with, oh, I'm so bad, I can't do this right. That was the, that's the whole point. Yeah. I but your response is important to go, I'm so bad, I can't do this right. Stop freaking saying I and saying, I'm so bad, I can't do this right. Run to him. Because he can. Yeah, I and he's the one who does this well. I don't know how many times, like, I, I, I've, uh, I don't know how many times I've, I've, when confronted with, like, feeling this burden of, of, of sin or something in my life, that my reaction was be like, thank you. Don't ever let me. Don't ever leave me in this. Don't leave me so that I don't know it. Like I, I, I hunt me down in all of yeah. it. Uh, yeah, whatever. Absolutely. Like, and, and so like, like to read. Um, 
here's the thing, guys. It's 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 um. This goes back to there is no Yahweh light. Like it's it requires everything, or you or you get nothing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you you cannot this this Christianity light thing doesn't work. You cannot read the Bible for and 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 not want it to change you. If you're not open for it changing you, it will be a collection of stories. Right. And it will do nothing for you, and you will end up here and be like, well, I read it 18 right. times, and, and it will seem the same as Greek mythology. That's right. But let it change you once. Like, read it once and let it change you then. And then you're not having this problem. Like, that's – I've, I've run into this in multiple um, interactions with, with people. It's a bit like, you know, I, I read my, my Bible constantly, and I'm like – and I'm looking at their lives, and I'm like, okay, how can that be? And, and that, this is how it can be. I read it because I, I wanted something out of it. I wanted some kind of comfort from God, but I'm not willing for God to be able to say, look, these are the things of which you are, you are separating yourself from me. I expect your life to change because uh, Mike and Boov and I were kind of talking about this early today um, in, in, in number six, like the, the God's got this whole big thing coming from coming out of the back, the tail end of Exodus all the way through Leviticus up, th- up through um, the first few chapters of numbers. And it's all this stuff about what to do and uh, how to behave and sacrifices and stuff. And like number six ends with now, Aaron, I, I, now that they've done all this, now that we're clearing all the chaff away. Let them receive my blessing. And like, and it's, you know, and like, well, God's light shine on you. It's the kind of thing you find in a card. <laughs> but like, it's, it's, it's the thing that like, I'm clearing all this stuff away so that you can receive everything that I have right. for you of what it's like to be my people doing my work. What an honor and what a blessing that is. And we're going through there like, yes, but I want to know that you are near me in my time of trouble, but I don't want to respond faithfully to any of the things, that, <laughs> any of the chaff that you tried to, to, to clear away. And yeah. so the same people who are like, yeah, yeah, I, I, that's all I do is I cling to Scripture, and I see 50 things in their life. I'm like, there's no way that you're, like, you're clinging to it. Where are the fruits? And it's saying, hey, I want you to go do X, Y, and you're like, yeah, but I just want to stay here and cling to the thing that meant something to me. And, like, it doesn't work that way. Love is a... Love in the Hebrew is not an emotion. Love in the Greek is not an emotion. These are both actions. The concept of an emotion is not exist in either one of those things. And so, like, again, your, your, your system allotted for the shape of the thing, but, like, it requires an all-in. And, like, no, God's kind of up front with that. Right. Like, he's pretty clear that there's an all-in here. Yeah, again, it's, it's, it's not the, it's not the, the fine print. No. <laughs> it's the straight up, this is what I expect. Yeah. Narrow- the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, yeah. all your mind. He says it straight up. That is what I expect first and foremost. It is a command to love. Narrow not- door. <laughs> no right. one gets to God except through me. Like, these are very clear things. Right. All right. Um, you missed it. Me four times. I was part <laughs> of a system yeah. that enslaves people. Yeah. Yes, you were, and you were to blame. <laughs> And I was both a slave and a slave driver. Thank you for owning up to that. We called chains freedom and misery happiness. Uh, We had, hold on, I want to come back to this. We had impossible standards that we could not meet, so we turned the attention on others so the spotlight wasn't on our own inadequacies. Again, you cannot be reading the scripture. The the point is, is that it is impossible. That is the point. It is impossible for you to do. Stop putting yourself as the covenant leader in this. Stop putting yourself in God's place. It's just like I said. If you try and interpret God through your expectation and your will and your plans, it will always fail. It will constantly and always fail. When you flip the narrative and understand that you are a part of his plan and you are a part of his will and you are to be interpreted in his actions, 
and is a part of his story, then you understand, well, maybe I'm not so important in this. I need to shut up. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm angry. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Well, and so, here's the thing. We had I want to love the guy. Like, I want to give him a hug and be like, dude, you don't realize God loves you so much it's crazy. <clears throat> oh, but he's involved in this. Um, so when he says we had impossible standards, like, so here's the thing. And, and, and this is this is the crux of the deal, right? Is that like, like to your point, Poof, I think we recognize that, like, we're not Jesus. That's why there's a Jesus, because mm-hmm. we're not him, right? However, it, it the standard to be, to live like Jesus in the realms of a humanly body is, is it because through that uh, the world is most most properly blessed, right? To the extent that we are in step with what the Lord is doing, uh, ju- again, just back to our number six, like let's clear out the chaff um, and we get the fullest extent of, of what the blessings of God look like. Uh, f- for the most part, uh, peace. Again, not, not worldly blessings, right? But like the types of blessings that God gives, the good ones. And so like when we say we had impossible standards, um, yeah, it, it's, 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 the, it's the fight for it is good. It's, it is good. And we said what we called chains freedom. We talked about this, uh, I, I feel like, recently, that, like, um, I, don't have, I don't look at a good solid fence that keeps me from jumping over the Grand Canyon as a, as a problem with my freedom. Man, it's holding me back. Yeah. Like, look at yeah. these, these chains. We're like, hey, man, you're free to wander around. We put the gates up so you wouldn't fall <laughs> off. Well, doggone it. I will not yeah. be hogtied. <laughs> I'm just sitting in these chains. No, what? what? No. Again. Just don't jump off a cliff. Internet words. I don't like this. Yeah. Um. All right. Eventually, uh, we turn the attention on others so the spotlight wasn't our own inadequacies. Uh, again, humility is a core, a core, <laughs> core tenet here. If you have to turn the attention on others so you don't deal with your own inadequacies, uh, you, I, again, you just cannot. I don't even know what you're teaching. What are you filling up time with on Sunday? Right. I look at these things and I'm like, boy, I got a lot of teaching to myself this week. I hope you all also benefit. Um, eventually, I pulled the lever and dropped the bomb. Career, marriage, family, social standing, network, reputation, all gone in an instant. Things that you stole on your lack of belief over a year by continuing to take those things when they should not have rightfully belonged to you. Yep, this house that I built on, uh, on sand has fallen. <laughs> has fallen. Oh, mm. no. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you, yeah. re- exactly. yeah. if you would have listened to the Bible you were supposedly reading and teaching, maybe once you would have gone, oh, crap. I guess I was warned about this. Except that his his system, he figured was the rock. Yeah, he put it. You know, that's that's been his issue. It's emotions. Yeah, yeah. He, he put he, his faith in everything that sounded right, but nothing that actually was. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing: is that like I I get it. Like as you as you as you move as you come to faith in Jesus. Um, it's normal to start taking on the shape of things, right? Like we, like we have this. Hey, you should join an accountability group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should join a small group. You should start going to this. You start re- Here's a Bible reading plan. We, 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 it's, the shape of it right. isn't wrong as long as it's filled in, as long as it's not just the shape. Yeah, you, yeah, you understand husk. it's a tool. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not the end. Oh, absolutely, yeah. If you, have, if you have the love of God and Jesus in this situation— all of these will produce fruit. Yeah. That is exactly mm-hmm. what will happen. That's right. If you are reading your Bible, if you're being held accountable, if you're involved in community groups, if you're doing all this kind of stuff, you're in a loving and, and God-centered marriage, like all of these things produce fruit if you are a part of the vine. Yeah. Hmm. This, I'm stro- so th- this is hard. This is hard because like, like you, but like when I, first, when I first saw that this, the people were talking about this, I thought... There's, there's, there's got to be a lesson for the church. We've we've burned a guy. Yeah. 
uh, and we've not handled ourselves well. And like the more like I, there's probably aspects of that in here, but he's propagating them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He's got some responsibility this, this here. Is, this is not a failure of concept of the bride of Christ. This is someone that was involved in a church that missed it. It's the difference between the building and the body. Yeah. And and here's the thing. You can have the body in a building. Oh, 100%. And yeah. you can have the shape. But, like, it's just, it, right, it's just, like, there's, the, the core thing has to be right. Yeah. Otherwise, exactly. that the extra, like, the other stuff is not going to work. One is, one is people showing up in a building, and one is, is the bride of Christ living actively and, and, and serving and loving. He says, um, I eventually I dropped the bomb. Everything was gone in an instant. And honestly, I didn't intend to fully walk away, but the way the church turned on me forced me to leave permanently. For those of you who want to yell at me, this guy, that's fine. Oh, no. He's going to call me out. I know that many will call me an apostate, say I was never really saved. I didn't say that. Nope. I don't, I don't know that I believe that. I think you just caught up in, the, in a blinding thing, a success of the, of, uh, of the enemy here, uh, that I was a wolf in sheep's clothing. And that a hotter hell awaits for me. Here's the thing: I don't expect that that it was that this was his motivation. No, um, I think I think frankly this is the most successful possible deceit of of ye old antagonist, right? Is to get somebody who um, who who has a heart that wants to do the thing and then gets caught up um, in the shape of it. Yeah, um, and misses like gets gets the gets the exercise right. Um, but but never is, is not. Uh, it, it's tough to tell, right? Because I don't know this guy. I, I just know what he's saying here. But like where with that underlying faith in Christ, um, and like tr- and being willing to humbly turn that stuff over to Him, and then like let your systems work them out as as it comes from there. As long as that thing remains the core. But that doesn't feel like this at all. And so like um, I I think I think this guy was was Pickens, and I think he got picked. And um, so no, I I don't I don't imagine, and this is true for most. You know, then they take those surveys and they're like, yeah, uh, comes back like twenty five percent of pastors or fifty percent, like somewhere that like they don't believe in some of the stuff that they teach or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And you're like, how could this possibly be? And it's because they're right for the pickings, and it comes to, to some of the stuff Dan was talking about. Um, and so like it's it's one of those things where like if you're going to take that role, um, like you got to be right for it. You got to be the right. You got to be the right person for it because like. It's not an easy thing, and so um, I don't think this guy's heart changed. I think I think he he fell into a into a deceit, and then it just played itself out. And unfortunately, it burned him, and it burned a, scores of people on the other side of it. And that's mm-hmm. too bad. Yep. That's uh, I, I'm sure he was. Yes, that's the thing. It's like I think that's that is a that is a wrong reaction to be like um, you were intent. His intent. I don't know if I, I think his intent was probably for good. I think he yeah, probably wanted good. Um, he was subject to a fallen world. Uh, right, and just and, and walked along with it, and there's 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 truth in there. There's ability to find truth, but like um, it doesn't look like the shape, it, like or it looks deeper than that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, you say that I was a wolf in sheep's clothing, and that a hotter hell awaits me. And to you, I say I love you. You don't even know me. My heart, is, <laughs> your fake shallow Christianity means nothing to me, uh, nor your false love. Ben calls out the truth because it's not an action. When did you hug me last? I reject your emotions. My heart is tender towards you. That also sounds like internet language. <laughs> um, to those of you who have been in my congregations or under my teaching, preaching, I sincerely apologize. I thought I was right. I thought I was doing the right thing. I believe that. Uh, I thought I could fake it until I made it. Uh, well, so I'm going to go with that. I believe that, um, although he had the means to know the difference. Yeah. Had the means to know the difference. Um, I thought I could fake it until I made it. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I love you. I have lost everything. 
I mean, here's the thing. It doesn't sound like you did. Right. Uh, you gave it up. Your marriage already stole... I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you didn't... No one stole this from you. You stole it from them and then got upset because uh, it, it was... Because you finally told the truth about something that you've been feeling since eighth grade. Right. Uh, and so this is a reckoning of your reality. Mm-hmm. You didn't lose it. You didn't have it to begin with. You thought you had it. That was a deceit. Yeah. Storm came. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure but maybe that's the only problem in, in some of these relationships, too. It says, I gave literally everything to serving Jesus. And walking away has cost me everything. Again, I reject this pity party on your behalf. I, I mean, I get it. Like, when you're, if, you're, if your life is, is so entrenched in something, I get it, right? Like, this is, you get the same thing when people are, are um, um, in, in, a, in a crappy marriage, right? Like, you, you're, you found there was definition in this thing. You gave of yourself to build this thing up that you thought was going to support you in such a way or, like, be for you forever. And, like, I, 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 I understand. Um, but, like... It's there's it's a right reckoning of reality. The truth was there was a false in there somewhere. It doesn't even mean that it's yours. In this case, it is. But like, um, you lost something, but it was you lost the perception of something. It wasn't really there, actually. Yeah. And like, and it stinks. But like, you know, it, it, you wanted this reality. If it's bogus, this should be. If if it was bogus, this should be a time of vindication for you. This should be this should be your freedom, your exaltation. When people come come, you said that it was turning people into slaves, and that you were enslaving people, and you were a slave. When people go from slavery to freedom, they celebrate. Mm-hmm. This isn't that. This looks like a pity fest. Look what the church stole from me. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy that gets himself out of bondage. Yes, you can curse the bondage, but like I don't. It's the the tone of this doesn't sound like a free guy. It sounds like a guy who's still. Frankly, who, who some of this stuff is still weighing on. Probably because it's true. Yeah, guilt and shame abounding. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is, not, yeah, you've, you've now replaced what you thought was, was shackles and chains from the, from the church. You've now given them to yourself and, and have shackled yourself. He says, I gave literally everything to serving Jesus and walking away has cost me everything. All I can hope for is that the second half of my life can be full of love and genuine human relationships. I was wrong. I'm not faking anymore. Good for you on the last statement. Not yeah. faking anymore. Yeah. Good. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is something that, I, and I won't go too far into this, but this is something that I'm fighting mm-hmm. right now. It's fake. Yeah. And, and good for you giving that up. Because I, I keep saying this. God, God is waiting with, with gold that's been refined, and he's waiting with white robes to be purchased that is to give to you. You have filled your life and your existence with things that are fake because they came from you. Yeah. God does not change. He is faithful to his promises. If you can humble yourself now and realize that you've given yourself fake and unreal things, if you ask him for real, he is going to show up and he will give it to you. He is faithful in that and will, will fulfill his promises. Yeah. You have a perfect opportunity right now. I've screwed up for 40 years. Yep. And I have messed up. And now... God has stripped me of my responsibilities, and I have stripped myself from everything that's here. I want to start here. Yeah. And this is the beginning of a possibility for a real and honest relationship with Christ. I, I, I hope you choose that. Yeah. And I hope that happens. And I promise you, my friend, I'll be praying for you. Yeah. It goes, remember we were talking about, um, we were talking about that, that sex trafficking story. Mm-hmm. And, and the, one of the last things we were speaking of is that, like, like you, just, you just have to deal in reality. Like, 
no, no matter what judgment you think is on the other side of these things, like if you're a guy who finds himself, it's got some sort of attraction to other underage kids, like uh, you know, like you're gonna have to call it out now before yeah. you do it. Mm-hmm. Like unless you, we're just be honest with everything we got here. That's what the nature of re, of of living a, a life that is open um, to, to what God is doing. Um, it is is not one that tolerates your deceit. Right, the thought that like, oh, this isn't a thing for me, mm-hmm. or like your um, where, where, where you have unbelief. Let's call, let's, let's talk about it. It's not even sin. Like some, a lot of the unbelief that Christians struggle with, it's not sinful unbelief. It's just like, hey, we're we're struggling with this concept right. of, of a of a holy God and a me, and like, okay, Jesus appreciates when you bring that to him. Yeah, like he wants that. We can work with this is workable, right? And so like that's that's the thing is like there there's an underlying deceit here. Um, that you persisted in, um, and that you own, you own, you own that. Um, and I think if there's a warning here, is to say, is like, I, I swear, when the when the church and when us as, as Christians, and I'm saying this to me, I'm talking to Buva, I'm talking to Dan, like when when when, at, when we get to the point where we are just so honest, like we just don't even care um, about any facade of any of that kind, um, and need a self deceit that says, no, this part's under control, or blah blah blah, like. Like the the word of God spreads, and and the fire of God spreads, and frankly, it, it tends to happen in in cultures and in situations where people have nothing because they don't have any pretense to hold on to. There is no sense of like cultural pride or like anything that they could put in front of it, because they look around and it's just all laid bare. And at that point, like stuff just stuff just rolls. And like I, I it's 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 it, it is certainly a, a significant problem. Uh, I would say, kind of in in the millennial in, in Buvanized generation, like. Like, we're too cool for school when it comes to some stuff. We're like, hey, we're not going to be taken in by your advertising, blah, blah, blah. Right? But our, our, own, our own self-deceit sure does smell nice. And it is believable. Very good at it. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's the thing we like it because it came from us. Mm-hmm. We thought of it like, oh, I'm not really struggling with that. I don't struggle with it that bad. It's not as bad as X Y Z. Maybe it's okay for God because I'm doing all these good things, like things that no one really would believe at all. But you you believe because right. it came from your own factory. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. So hey, let me let me let me share this. So so the Christian posted um, had posted this, and. There was a follow-up by a guy named Justin Thuttle, uh, who was a deacon at Grace Family Fellowship Church. Two interesting bits of detail uh, came to light in his response. Um, he went on Twitter and said that gas was not entirely forthcoming, which I laughed at uh, in a very immature fashion, <laughs> uh, <laughs> about his faith journey and branded him an unrepentant sinner. Um, on, on, he tweeted, he says, yes, he was my pastor when he walked away, in quotes. He actually just slept with a married woman. Uh, women in the church and got caught. He never repented, and they still live together. And you think, wow. I see. Uh, last year, all the information came to light. The affair happened for almost a year before it was uncovered, so the whole I did everything right in my marriage part was kind of funny until I saw how many people liked his story. The Christian Post reached out to the church for further comment Tuesday, and a representative who asked to speak anonymously said Thuddle's response is accurate. He said, Justin's input is accurate. I would only add that, and this part is funny, to our knowledge, none of the churches where gas was on staff were megachurches. And after he resigned, he cut off all communications with anyone from Grace Family Fellowship. So um, if you remember, the last thing he had said was, um, uh, I, or one of the last things he said is, like, I wanted, I didn't want to walk away, but uh, they basically the did. Oh, yeah, well. I didn't intend to fully walk away, but the way the church turned on me forced me to leave permanently when it says that he, he resigned and then didn't talk to anybody else. So we didn't even get a full. I'm already mad at this guy, and then he's told he's sold me a bill of goods. Yeah, 
generic baking powder. You know, this is, we see this constantly. This is literally symptoms and is, is pitfalls of, of men and women that have this, this relationship with God that's filled with yeah. rather than the other. And this is telling of, of a fallen world where, where our job is to respond to it yeah. and, and to, to find our rest and our peace and our and when we purchase anything that is, is even a fraction less than what God had, this is what happens. Uh, we yeah. get caught in sin. We get caught in human things. God has set this up understanding that that is And he has warned us of it. And he has shown us what it looks like. And, and we keep it. We have sad, sad yeah. where... And I hope, but for nothing but guy. See, when when Jesus is is the Lord of your life, it, it the, the system is irrelevant. Uh, all, all the little church settings, denomination, what doesn't matter, whatever, whatever system we're talking about it is irrelevant. It, it's vibrant. It's active. It's it's alive. It's 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 energizing. It's 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 fulfilling. It's all those things. But but if you're the lord of your life, you will you will poison any system and every system that's religious. Yep. And and he struggled with who was God in his life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um and and yeah, I still don't I'm still I was still kind of listening the whole time going I don't know if it's it's the if it's the the Sabbath thing, you know, that could lead to to oh, that or, or it could be just a blend of all of just it sin. or maybe I'm just made, you know, full of hot air. No, I I think you're right. I think there's um, it's very likely, right? Like all that stuff kind of com- combined. Right. Certainly- sexual sin now that we know about, it's got that situation going on. It's got understanding who's the lord of your life. I mean, it, it is it yeah. is unrepentant sin. I can't imagine he started out Fresh out of college or into college as an unbeliever. Yeah, right, right. I mean, he believed no, this. Absolutely. He absolutely yeah, did. No one, yeah, no yeah. one starts this path. So that's the blend without some amount of faith yeah. in God handling this. Yeah, uh, what, and he always what, dreamt of being in a mega church because he mentioned he was in several. <laughs> and and what 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 happened was he failed himself when he decided to become the Lord of it. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it just slid and, and into then, it. And then rather than rather than owning up to it and being a freaking man. And, and, and a son of Jesus, uh, he decided to run and continue to sin, continue to sin. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, 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 and that, that's a good, I mean, it's a, I just listen to all of us here. Like, um, mm-hmm. um, there, there just isn't any reason to continue a charade. Right. Like, let's just be honest with where that, like, here's especially that uh, a charade is implicitly a show for other humans only. Mm-hmm. Right. Because God is obviously aware. Right, so like whatever posturing you have, you know that the Lord is not fooled, uh, whether you believe in that or not. And so right. the charade is specifically for other humans, which even the notion of that is a posturing that otherwise points to the wrong direction. And and like, it's a risk I think for everybody. And like, um, you know, whatever nooks and crannies that may exist, I think it's, we just gotta go. We don't have time for this. We got we right. God God sized stuff to do. Yeah, there's work to be done. There's no reason yeah. to get hung up on this kind of thing. Like, let's just call things for you're not you're not gonna find like here's the thing. Um, the guy who says, "Look, I, I got the inkling that I might, I might be wanted to pursue a sin that I haven't pursued yet, but I want to get in front of it." Great, like there's, I, there's no shame in that. Yeah, there's no shame in there's saying victory in that. 
There's no same shame in, in saying, look, I, there's, there's parts of this, uh, uh, this, there's an old text here, and I'm not really taking it all in, or I, it's confusing me. Can someone help me? That's why God put people on the earth to help. Mm-hmm. That's what they're for. Hey, uh, there's this concept of, a, of an all-knowing, holy creator God who I don't, who I don't get to see. When everything, everything else I, I have, I get to experience physically, I'm struggling because it's new and different. Yeah, okay. Like, again, let's just not shame in any of these things. The, the funny thing is, is, is I, I'm called back to this. This actually was my Bible study today before coming in, was this all stems and starts with a loving relationship with God. If you love him and call him your Lord and your king, and you believe in Jesus Christ as his son and, his, and is your savior, and you call the Holy Spirit in your life, there is literally God's gift to us to stop this crap from happening. Mm-hmm. Like when we are obedient and in his arms and in his hands and loving him, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us and shows us that is sin in your life and calls it out. And our job is to respond and trust in faith and in action. And stuff like this doesn't happen. With God's system and him at the center and him is Lord and him loving this, he sets this up for you, realizing that without him, you fail. With him, you succeed. That's how it goes. It all starts there. That's the nature of it. Yeah. Uh, so oddly enough, is uh, so I read this article early in the week, and uh, I was chatting with some blokes down at the pub uh, about it, and they had given the impression that the Pope was in town. Oh, buddy. And I said, I don't, I'm not buying it. I said, I don't. Uh, of course, I was on a tear, you know. I'd been reading this thing, and I was all hyped up, and I said, that's the last thing I will hear from you today. There is no Pope in town. So then they put me in some sort of Chevelle or whatever that they had, and we rode over. And, like, it was the darndest thing. I thought, about a, two blocks out, I thought, what is this? What? No, we're not going to Booba's, huh? And sure enough, these jokers turn into Booba's place, and they start looking up at his, his balcony. That's him. The apartment. They're like, hey, that's the guy. And I said, boys, <laughs> boys, you have, you have been deceived. <laughs> you have fell into the mechanizations of the oh, world. Man. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they, when they were just chanting at him, they're like, they're like, Pope, Pope. And so Buva comes out, and he's, like, waving a chicken leg and a half a thing of Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> that is my flag and standard, is a chicken leg and a half a thing of Diet Coke. I, I think that is the most wonderful thing anyone's ever said about me, and I appreciate it. <laughs> now, you never heard the Pope look down and go, it's lunch, boys, what's up? But that's, that's, that's what he did. Y'all want some? <laughs> anyway, uh, they wouldn't leave. They wouldn't leave, and frankly, I needed a, I needed a trip back to my car. So I said, Booba, just give him some give advice. Him some. Give him something. So, but what, what'd you tell him? Get him to go away, Booba. Oh, man. Hey, stepping out of that wonderful intro. Uh, we've been doing this for so many years, and every single time, I, I always think you're actually about to tell a real story, and then three seconds in, I go, oh, crap, he's introducing I me. have limited <laughs> skills in life, Booba, but introducing <laughs> Pope style. Every single time, I'm like, when was Ben at the pub? Like, who, go, who goes to a pub? It just doesn't seem like a Ben move. So and I, I will tell you, I appreciate that, that you've still caught me into that every time. Even when I'm the one who tells you, hey, man, I got some Pope's out Yeah, yeah. Um, you should see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I really should. Anytime it's like, this is... Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> so the, the, the Pope's style advice that I have, uh, that I gave to these fellas that came in a Chevelle, um, it, when you are trying to interpret God's will in your life, one of the biggest things that you can understand 
and this is something that's that's been screamed at me biblically within the last two weeks. Uh, I've dealt with with impatience uh, recently, like a lot. Like I, I I feel God moving in my big time. God's making changes. God is making moves. And so naturally, my my human response is to say, well, I want the whole plan. I want to know everything that's going on. I want to see exactly what you're doing. I want to know how that fits in and all this different stuff. And there's not really a lot of biblical precedence to that being the deal. Mm. Like, there's just really not. You go in and, and legitimately, God, the way that God reveals this stuff is usually pretty, pretty vague at first. Is mm. It starts with, hey, follow me. <laughs> and that's, 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 math, that, that's Jesus calling the fishermen to, to be in his ministry you read that, and it's, it's almost upsetting to me if I look at it through a worldly perspective, which is, he literally just says, follow me. Those are his words. And then the response is, they get up. And they do. And he doesn't say, follow me. By the way, eventually I'm going to make you guys apostles, and you guys are going to get the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and you guys are going to be like the, the big deal in this situation, and you're going to follow me, and I'm going to teach you for a while, and you're going to be involved in my ministry, and this will happen. He just literally starts with, follow me. And they respond. And I find myself in awe of that because right now I'm in this spot where I'm like, Pops, I need you to tell me what's happening. I need, you to, I need to know your plans. Uh, and his response is, follow me. And it's taken me about a week of real solid prayer to start looking at that with joy. And I'm, I'm not there yet. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest about the fact that I'm still, I'm still fighting impatience. But... I'm starting to turn that into joy because, like, biblically speaking, God does not change. That's how he calls people into amazing things. And that's how he calls people into beautiful blessings for their life and, and how he calls them to be a part and an instrument in his will. And so my prayers recently have just been kind of changing from, God, I want you to show me your will in my life. I've dropped those last two words because they're not important. And that's what's, that's what's really changed a lot is I, I stopped asking him for his will in my life. I don't need to know my specifics. I just need to know how I fit into his story. I don't want to know how when I'm 70 years old, I'm going to tell some great story about what I did for God. I don't want that. That's not biblical. And that is not the way that, that he calls us to work. I want to know how I can fit into his story. And that paradigm shift for me has been so influential with really hearing things. Like I've struggled for my entire life feeling like I actually heard something. Um, you know, feeling like I actually felt like God was, was ordaining something in my life. And, and I've always kind of had to put it through this filter of, is this real or is this Uva coming up with something? Am I, am I developing this for my glory or am I allowing myself to be in his glory? And, and once I kind of switched that to be this whole thought process of, God, I'm okay with just hearing follow me. I don't need to know everything. You know, biblically speaking, nobody really knows everything. Most of the stories we have, God doesn't lay out more than your next step. And that's been so important to me, has been understanding that, of course, from a worldly perspective and with my, my human mind, I'm, I, I have a tendency to worry. And of course, I feel like I will be more faithful if I know the whole thing. But that's the, is, it's important and it's more difficult to be faithful in I don't know the whole deal. I don't know the end. I only know the next step that you're giving. And there's something so beautiful about that when you realize that my plans suck. Like, there's no doubt about that. I have lived my life by my plans, and they don't get me far. 
and my will is not strong, and my strength is minuscule. I am not here by my own skill and my own will. I am here by his, and I'm created by him, and I'm called by him. And it's been so freeing, weirdly freeing, that I just need to be patient with the fact that he's got And it's the same thing you say at the end of the show all the time, is the be faithful in the means God will handle the ends. I've, I've heard that a hundred times yeah. now, if not more. And I, I've always kind of thought, oh, that, that's a fun little catchphrase and things like that. But like, I don't want that to be anthemic in my life. Like, I want that to be something that's real and active. It's absolutely true. My faith is in walking with him now. My faith is not realized in 10 years when I'm married with four kids and I'm whatever job or something like that, and I get to look back and go, thanks for showing me everything, God. Mm-hmm. My faith is in I have no idea what Wednesday is because I only have worry for today, and I trust you to have tomorrow. My worry isn't tomorrow. My worry is today. I handle what you've given me today. And like the, the, the concept of like the Enoch walked with the Lord 300 years, yep. that means he was just stepping every day. That's yeah. all it was. You get, you get literally one of my favorite stories in the Bible, which is, and Enoch walked with the Lord for 300 years. That is one of the most faithful and wonderful things you can be. I want to be that. And it literally just means it's, it's the action. It's the walk. Yep. You, you friggin' walk. And you make the next move God gives you. And you wait, and you patiently wait for him to reveal it. Yep. And you have faith in him. Trust in him. Act when he tells you to act. And you respond when he tells you to respond. And most importantly, the only way that you're going to hear this stuff is if you're actively loving relationship with him. He is going to reveal things to you in time, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through the Holy Spirit interceding in your life, whether it's through scripture, because God does not change, and whether it's through people around you confirming your prayers and things like that. But that is 100% about God just moving in you, but your heart there too. And so... That's the two things I got for you. I'll, I'll call it Pope style A and B, uh, which is understand that you have to be faithful in the means and understand that his, pa- his plans for you will be revealed his time, not yours. And second off, the way that you hear those plans to be in a and caring relationship with him that is active, personal. And then I told them to get off my lawn. And I got home and had a very interesting story to tell my wife. I said, I saw the Pope today. <laughs> <laughs> and he lives in, he lives in Altoona. He lives in Altoona. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a shirt that said, Our Biscuits, and it made me really uncomfortable. Right. I wasn't sure what was happening. Someone stole his hat and gave him a chicken wing. Uh, I don't know what goes on in My flag and my standard, my half-drank Diet Coke and my chicken wing. I, uh. You know, I, it's, it's, think about how, how that, that Pope-style advice ties to kind of the, the, the conversation we just got out of. Is that like, we, <laughs> you, you won't be able to hear God speaking if you're so insistent upon having your own conversation. And if your conversation um, generally won't, um, it, it comes, comes forth in the way of, well, here's what I want to do, and here's what I'm thinking about doing, and here's, here's how, what type of person I am, and here's how I behave. Like, some of those are, are things that you want, some of those are human-focused desires, some are lies that you tell yourself about whatever you're, it's the chaff. Right? You've got a stack of chaff that is you created out your own face, uh, and it's, it's very difficult to hear God speak um, when you're doing that. And so, like, yes, a lot of times people find, we, we, we talk about um, you know, notions of, 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 of hearing God, sensing God more clearly during times of kind of intense prayer or solitude. 
and I remember Mike talked about this, like, um, that, that works because uh, none of the other distractions are there. But, like, at its core, it's not that everyone, I think, is going to hear from God in, in the same way or in the same method. But, like, I mean, if you've not tried actually clearing out chaff and, say, actively fighting against unrepentant or persistent sin, um, you know, actually allowing, like, giving God space to be God and 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 do the things that he wants done as opposed to laying it out for him and asking for his blessing and the things like if you can get yourself out of the way um certainly you have an opportunity here um and for things to come through clearer um because oftentimes we just want it we just want the output we just want them to say yeah. we just want god to say i'm gonna go ahead and do what i want you scream over the top of that and then once i hear that i'll give up the stuff that i'm doing um and so we, we either choose to do that or it's just frankly how we persist we just continue to act in such a way and say well if god wants my attention he'll get it mm-hmm. i mean yeah but that isn't quite how he works right like he could do just about anything but he he's given you the ability to to uh to invite that in right. and he wants you to and part of the part of that way isn't just god will you speak into my life and god says yeah you know I, i'd like to um but you keep wanting to have conversations about this pornography that you really dig on yep. and these lies you want to tell at work and these ambitions that you have like you don't really want to hear from me, and so I'm not going to interrupt your conversation that you've sustained for 20 years uh, with something you don't want to hear anyway. And so, yeah, um, I think that's the core thing. It's not a there is a sense of effort there, but it's 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 a it's a it's a willing to clear chaff and saying, look, I want I I so want to hear from God. Uh, I, I'm willing to throw everything out until I can hear it clearly. Yeah, we we always want everything to be sensational too. You know, we're out looking for the giant to slay. Yep. Okay, God, I'm going out. Show me a giant. I'm a man of faith. I'll do what you want. And we always forget that started with, uh, hey, hey, Dave, take this sandwich to your brother. Yep. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. oh, hey, yeah, the giant thing happened. But it, he wasn't. that wasn't the task. It's it's our pride and our self-importance that get in the way of it. Like, literally, God says that, like, if you if he can trust you with little, he will give you much. Mm-hmm. And we want to skip the little. We, we want to we want to go right to I want to be Moses. Yeah, you don't. Moses wasn't ready to be Moses. Right. Like, Mo, he tried to reject the calling. Yeah, Mo, Moses started with, "Hey, I murdered a guy, and now I got to go spend fifty years in Midian." Like, literally, like you're not ready to be Actually, Moses. You know, outside of outside of David, like realistically, everybody in the Bible who does anything major is like old or maturing. Right. Right. Like so, you just don't find like was Abraham in his seventies when he was called. Yeah. Like yeah. So like if you think yeah think about all these like these. Uh, Faith folks, and we're like, I want to be like them. And like, every what, what is guys <laughs> spent, spent 14 years to pick up two ladies, you know? Like, we're like, yeah, oh, he's, right. he's gonna do great things in his life. He spent 14 years working in a field, right? <laughs> you know, and then crop rotate, like, and so, like, it's it's <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Um, and, and you're right, like, even those measures, they're human measures. They're like, yeah. why would I, I want to be Moses because it would be it'd be cool if I were Moses, and like. If you have two people that can that can start the the sentence, hey, it'd be pretty cool if you'd much rather have God start the sentence than you start the sentence because yeah. your it'd be cool if is probably not going to be near as cool as you think it would be, right. and God's it would be cool if is twice as cool as what you oh, think absolutely. it's going to be. Because because what happens? You get to the end of forty years and you think I never was Moses. I quit. Yeah, right. And then you're on a blog. That's right. I, for That's a Twitter right. or whatever. It's a good thing Twitter's here because <laughs> no one else is listening to me. Your life is fulfilled with your plan. You're going to. Be. <laughs> your plans stink. Yeah, your plans. Stink. Well, and here's here's the thing: um, if you're going to create your own plans, um, uh, for the for the at the very least, don't don't make them sound like they're God's plans. 
Yeah. Right, then they most certainly will fail. Yeah. Like, I can plan to go to the store tomorrow, and I, I might succeed say, in that. Plan for dinner tomorrow. Yeah. Like, hey, man, I'm going to make something fancier than I did before. Sweet. Those are your plans. You can execute that. That's yeah, going to be fine. Yeah. But, like, if I say, hey, I got, a really good, I got a really good plan, and I'm going to be the pastor of a church this size. Mega churches. Yeah, and we're like, you know what? That's That <laughs> sounds like God's arena, and I probably shouldn't be making promises on God's behalf right. in Absolutely. his arena. He says, I don't care if you get tacos tonight. But I'll, I'll settle as to what church you're going to be in and to what size let and to me, what effect. Let me handle uh, Aaron. Oh, uh, Get off my lawn. All right. We got, uh, we got, we got one, one advice here. We got to get this Ooh. show on the road here. Uh, let's see. Great, great start. All right. Here we're gonna, sorry, I was trying to pick between two. All right. Dear Life on the Path, my husband and I are expecting a baby in a few months. My father and his wife asked, uh oh, must not be your mom. I was going to say, that's, that's my pretty. Father. Wait, what that? Yeah, my, my father, father and his, his wife. wife. My father oh, my and his father wife, and his, that is yeah, stepmom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. 100% stepmom. Um, or hated mom. Yeah, could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, you're right. You're Mother, right. I do not claim. <laughs> pretty much. Um, okay. My father's wife asked if we would like a large crib slash changing table slash shelf combination they took a fancy to at an antique store. I politely refused. Uh, and explain that there's no space in our small apartment. They sent it in anyway. They got it. <laughs> now I have to figure out how to get rid of it because it takes up most of the living room. The piece can't be returned, won't fit in my car, and I can't lift it anyway. Uh, oh. Sounds like it's not going anywhere. I mean, you said your husband was, he does live there, right? Oh. Anyway, say, I'm hoping the thrift store will pick it up. Uh, my questions are, must I send a thank you for a gift? I explicitly asked them not to send, and what should I say when they discover I've given it away? They're going to be angry, and how do I prevent this from happening again? Yeah, yeah. send a thank you card with a receipt for you giving it to the goodwill. Yes. Oh, that'd be hysterical. <laughs> someone will tax en- deduction. Someone will enjoy this. <laughs> it can't be me. <laughs> like, I get that that's an inconvenience. Mom and dad, mom and... Mom and his wife, or dad and his wife, should not have sent it. I, I, if they felt like they were just trying to, it, it's a fake, uh, whatever. Have a real conversation. Why are, yeah. why are so many of these just dripping with, I don't know how to interact with a human being? Yeah. Uh, well, here's, I think she's asking how to interact with a human That's being. That's what I'm saying. It's sad to me. I mean, here's, people- so here's the deal. I, I, re- I reject their, uh, oh, we sent it anyway. They're grown. These are grown people. They're no, grown-ups. Agreed. They shouldn't have sent it. They should have sent it. Yeah. Oh, no. They're 100% at fault for doing it. They, Hi. they just didn't care. They, Hi. I gave it away. The gift I, we was don't have room important. for it, and I didn't want it. The so, feeling good about sending a big gift was more important than actually doing yeah. something else. I reject this. I, you know what? I, I, there's, there's, a bucket of, uh, there's a bucket of behavior from grown-ups that, like, look, you, just because you're a grandparent or something does not give you an excuse to be ridiculous. If you are old enough to have raised someone who is now going to raise someone. Right. You should be able to go, this, they don't need it. It's not that important to send. They probably know what they need. Right, exactly. Yes. They, they, <laughs> Listen to the, them. The husband yeah. can probably look, hey, I understand the parameters of our apartment, and you just sent how many inches it is? No. It takes up the whole living room. Now, and this is not the same thing. You want to sneak the kids uh, cotton candy and stuff when I ain't looking? I get it. Okay. That's, the per- grandma, that's grandma. a prerogative yes. of yes. a grandparent. 100%. Fine. Live your life. Sending giant furniture to my apartment? Antique no. furniture that you probably thought, wow. That's expensive and fancy. We need to send somebody that. No. no don't ever look at a piece of furniture and go, I like this. Perhaps so-and-so will like it. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't, want your, I don't want the couch you want. No. No. So, I, you know, yeah, I probably, I, whatever. You go to send them a card to, uh, and say, hey, thanks for yeah. 
I appreciate the thought, but we yeah. can't. Uh, like, like I said, I told we, you, we don't have room for this. Yeah. yeah, the thank you card would be would be passive aggressive. Uh, I would well, no, I would have the conversation with them that says, "Hey, we really appreciate the thought that says this. We can't use it like we said we you, we told yeah, you. Yeah, we that told you Do you want it back? Do you want it back to either get your money back or trying to give it bless somebody else with it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, Bless the daughter us. you really love. Yeah, exactly. Like, hopefully they have another kid. They could be like, oh, man, Beth didn't really want this, but uh, Susie might love it. Yeah, you could be self-important in that situation. All right. Yeah, I don't know. You're no pretense to keep it. I don't. This, I, again, people always have the sense they want to tack on a bunch of stuff to, like, really embolden their case. Yeah. Like, of course it can't be returned. It's an antique. I, okay, it won't fit in a car. Like, I can't lift it. I don't expect you have to do this on your own. It sounds like you're in an apartment. Certainly you have neighbors. Your husband, I'm right, sure, is a capable man. Unless yeah. you're so socially awkward that you have no idea how to walk up to someone. Like, my dad and his wife sent me a really, really <laughs> lame, like, entertainment center for kids. Yeah. Uh, we got to get rid of this. I mean, isn't this what, uh, isn't this what Craigslist is for? Like, right. need help. Ten bucks. Yeah, exactly. Somebody get this like, out of here. To, if you're not trying to get money out of this, you can get anybody to come get that. Yeah. Thing. There will be people that will come cut it in half for the spares. And get, and get it out of this out right. of the apartment. I'll pay you five bucks to come get it. Some will get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're making a bigger deal out of it. Okay, so do we have to send a thank you gift? Gift? No. Uh, thank you card? No. No, that would be fake. Uh, you have you? to have the conversation. Yes. Right. How do thank I them for it? Tell them you didn't need it, but don't be fake and send like the the picture of the dove and it says thank you, we love you so much. Yeah, and yeah. And it <laughs> says how do I prevent this from happening again? I mean, you can't. Literally, I mean, people, people who are going to act like this are going to do it. You cannot change, especially your parents yeah. or your father and his wife. Yeah. You know, I, I've got a really great situation coming up in, in the near future. Both of my daughters will each make probably triple what I make. I, I will never be able to give them anything other than a, hey, look at that. Yeah. Good <laughs> job, <laughs> you. Yeah. Wow. Love you. So we'll never, I'll never have this situation. Well, shoot, Dan. We prepared you for a reality that will never exist. Oh. <laughs> hey, man, good. Yeah. Don't, ever, don't ever send your daughter something that they expressly say, hey, Dad, we can't, we can't use that. <laughs> I don't use, need that crap. <laughs> Actually, you could have a lot of fun with this and send them things that are ridiculous and like that aren't expensive, but they yeah. definitely don't need and force yeah, like, them into the situation. Like reusable Kleenexes or whatever. <laughs> hey, I thought you might want some of these. Hey, do you guys by chance want this stuff, monkey? It's about 40 <laughs> bucks and it's 10 feet tall. Are you interested? <laughs> no, Dad, we can't do that. Well, I already bought it. It's on its way. I'm sending your direction. <laughs> Luckily, you Amazon's delivering today. You probably won't fit your car. Actually, Amazon has caused this problem because, like, you can have it sent somewhere else. You can order all kinds of crap for next to nothing and just send it to someplace. place. You don't I, have to I'm take it over. I'm very glad that the Lord has not given me more funds than I already have because I would have way too much fun. With that. <laughs> I'd send people books that they have no re- business reading. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Get did, fun with that. did you order poopery? <laughs> <laughs> what is <No>. this? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this? But I like send it. Send me a gift of a Lego Millennium Falcon? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I figured your house needed some more Star Wars in it. Uh, uh, Secular says, uh, write your father and stepmother a sweet note, thanking them for their thoughtfulness, and include it with, with it a photo or two that show it crowding your living room. <laughs> that's, that's a step, step farther than what I thought. You know what? Take this. <laughs> you should eat a meal in it. That'd be hysterical. Here's the deal. Like, use it as a table for the dinner, and, and that would be funny. Put the TV on it. <laughs> here's the deal. Ben's general advice in life. Don't put yourself in the middle of things that are unnecessary. Um... That you want to show a picture, you put yourself in the middle of an opinion. Yeah. Hey, here's a picture. Uh, we're going to show you what it looks like in our living room. 
You think it's too big. What are they going to say? Oh, we think it looks great. We love it. Now yeah. what did you do? <laughs> exactly. Do not put yourself, stay out of things where you end up in the middle of things that cannot be arbitrated. This goes with being in the middle of uh, arguments between people of which you cannot discern the truth. This goes for uh, getting in the middle of two people's opinion. This goes for not inviting someone else's opinion when it is irrelevant to your action. It simply does not matter. Don't send the picture to prove you don't have to prove your opinion. It's your house. You're perfectly feasible of having your own opinion saying, look, it's too big for our living room. Well, we think it's fine. Well, it's none of your business. Right. It's our living room. You don't pay for the living room. That's right. You bought your own living room. Put whatever you want in it. Yeah. We told you we didn't want it. Uh, I got. Rid of it. I don't feel bad. You know what? Send uh, it back and make them adopt a baby. Yeah. This is not a problem. So, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't ever. kids don't have parents. They can use this. Here you don't go. try to out-clever yourself by trying to prove your opinion. Just have one, and that's good enough because it can be your opinion all day. Yeah, it's your pride and self-importance that mean you have to prove it anyway. Yeah. Get out of the way. Uh, and it's saying, the next time you talk with them, explain that space is tight. Unless they saw the picture and thought it was fine. And offer to have it shipped to them. I think not. What are you going to... What? Cha- <laughs> giant changing table drawers? You going to spend $90 to ship this thing to them? No. This is terrible advice. <laughs> if they agree, you're off the hook. If they don't, sell or donate it. As to preventing this from happening again, much as you may wish to, you can't control what other people do. You tried that before, and it didn't work. All right, fine. We're on. I'm, I'm agreeing with your last bit of yeah. advice. Everything else ended I, strong. For heaven's sakes, don't follow that. Hey, you've been listening to Life in the Path. We appreciate you hanging out. It's a longer show today. Hopefully, you had a long jog or something. Yeah, you can uh, burning the calories and uh, burning yours off. Uh, hey, you got maybe you got feedback on the show? Shoot us a, uh, a call or a text message. That's five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. That's a Life in the Path complaint line. 515-517-0085. You don't have to complain, but we just figured that that was the most reasonable yeah, use of it. Likely. Yeah. But, I mean, if you have something nice to say, you can do that on the complaint line. It'll make me uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. That's for us. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we'll see you next week. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path. <laughs>